With each shift of consciousness, your inner world changes as your view of the outer world changes. The process of spiritual expansion is serious. It comes with a cost. You will never again be the person you once were. The distractions you once participated in will begin to fade. As you create a quiet space in which you begin to hear existence, solitude calls you. You may feel lonely, do not be afraid. You are merging into your wholeness from the illusion of separateness. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Cosmic Warrior Podcast. Uh, you were just read a quote by Chantal Renee, um, and I think that it's a quote that everybody should really hear as it holds a deep, um, a deep weight to me. Um, I'd like to break it down just a little bit. She says, with each shift of consciousness, your inner world changes as your view of the outer world changes. Um, this is important to realize that uh, there are layers of perception to shed. And um, it's true, your inner world will change when you do the inner work um, and it will create an outer world for you that is different than you had previously been experiencing. Uh, it's true when she says it comes with a cost. You will never be the person you once were. Um, that comes with what I call the shattering. Um, some people call it an awakening. It could be um, opening of your third eye chakra. But it's really true because once that new perception has been held and you have entered a new paradigm, um, you can no longer see the world really what it was. Um, when she says, solitude calls you, um, you begin to hear existence. That is true. Uh, the necessary silence from the world around us and the noise that we take in every day is vital. We need to learn to be alone with ourselves. And I think in this day and age, uh, we might be alone, but we, not, we, we are not with ourselves. Often, people I know waste their time, me included, on social media. And um, really, I feel like we are alone, but we are not alone with ourselves. So that solitude is necessary. When she mentions merging into wholeness from the illusion of separateness, um, she's talking about it's all energy, um, there's no separation. It all leads back to we are one, which I think also could be um, tied into duality you know, and oneness. So again, my name is Karina Devine and this is the Cosmic Warrior Podcast. We are gonna be talking about a few different topics. Um, and the first one that I would like to get into will be, is the universe speaking to you? Um, do you understand the universal communication that is being presented to you on a daily basis or are you simply overlooking it? We're gonna be talking about how to identify signs from the universe and how to do that research on that symbolism that you find is coming to you and being channeled to you through customized experiences that will only catch your eye. 
Those are called synchronicities. And I think that's a good place for us to start. A synchronicity is the simultaneous occurrence of events which appear significantly related but have no discernible casual connection. It's, um, it's like messages are being sent to you from your spirit team, customized just for you specifically. So synchronicities, um, they can happen in different parts of your life. I think really synchronicities boil down to uh, your higher self really communicating with you. We are here on earth in this incarnation and we are here in this physical form, but pretty much this physical form is the ego. I mean, if you look in the mirror, this is what your ego looks like. It's a, it's like a worldwide problem, really, and it's all fixable. Um, so just noticing those synchronicities, how is your higher self going to communicate with your ego? Because your higher self knows exactly what your ego wants. You know, whether it's um, expensive things or if it's like, you know, certain, certain items, materialism, that kind of stuff. How is your higher self really going to, you know, jump out to you here in this form and get these messages to you? For me, synchronicities come to me in uh, numbers. And that's because, you know, numbers catch my attention. I'm fascinated with numerology you know, astrology kind of stuff. So that's how it really communicates with me. You know, that I'm not saying that it would be the same for everyone because it definitely wouldn't. Um, it might come in a more like logical form for people who are, you know, skeptical of, of different phenomena. I'm pretty open-minded. So I, I am open to receive all messages from the universe, whether it's logical or not. But some people might not. Some people might need like solid proof right here in writing mailed to them. And those, you know, there are ways that you can identify those synchronicities that are happening in your life around you right now that you don't know. So it's all about keeping that open mind and really looking around you because uh, chances are there are just plenty of signs living around you every day that you're just walking by because you're not noticing them, um, which is easy to do with um, technology and everything this day in age, we can get kind of carried away overlooking the finer details of life. Like we are all very accustomed to convenience. I mean, I can click something on my phone and if it takes a matter of like 15 seconds, I've caught myself getting frustrated, but in reality it's 15 seconds. And you know, we're, we're just so used to having everything at our fingertips nowadays. I don't think we give ourselves the time to really stop and be here now. You know, which can lead into a different topic all on its own. Um, the past and the future and the present. The, the past and the future are not real. You know, what we have right now, the present, is what we need to learn to experience. Because a lot of us get so carried away with this, you know, like grass is greener on the other side concept. You know, a lot of people, they feel the same way. It's just, we just get caught, we got caught up in a world that doesn't exist. 
and we overlook the world that we are actually in right now. So, I mean, that on its own, like I said, is a different topic. I could go on forever about <laughs> being in the present moment. Um, but that, that is pretty important just to remember that, you know, the past, you can't change it. The future is malleable, you can change it, but the future doesn't exist without the present right now, this moment. So, you know, that being said, be grateful. Take a look around you and realize that you do have things to be grateful for even if it did not go as planned for you because here you are right now. All right. All right, so next we're going to talk about redirecting our thoughts to remain a positive magnet using the law of attraction. So the law of attraction is pretty simple. Um, I actually didn't know about the law of attraction. I mean, I knew about it, but, I, you know, I never knew what it was called. I read about it recently, maybe two years ago or so, and it really started to make sense. You know, what you put out into the universe, um, you're going to get back. And so if you're thinking about in terms of energy, if you believe in energy like I do, you'll understand that you hold a vibration inside of you. And, you know, our thoughts are sparking an electric current inside of us, emitting frequencies, you know, every second. <laughs> so... Think about how many pulses you are emitting. Whatever you focus on is going to, it's going to manifest in your life. Have you ever noticed that? How, you know, one of the first examples I heard of the law of attraction was one of those days where you get out of bed and then you stub your toe and you think, oh my gosh, today is going to be the worst day ever. And then you just keep thinking, oh my gosh, I'm late, I'm late. You know, every possible setback you can think of is happening. Red lights, you forgot something, whatever. You get stuck behind a slow driver. <laughs> you know, that is not the best example of the law of attraction, but it's one that we can all relate to on a common level, that sometimes you do get stuck in those negative thought processes. Uh, you could call it dwelling, you call it whatever you want to call it, but if you focus your attention on one thing specifically or like just the bad aspects of it, it's going to come back to you. That's just how it works. That is the law of attraction. So it really doesn't care if you're thinking of a positive or you're focusing on a negative. It's going to magnify your vibrations and send them back to you. So you can use this in a positive way. And when I first started learning about the law of attraction, it all really started to make sense. The only thing that I like to say to people is if you're going to use the law of attraction, you need to get comfortable with discipline, self-discipline, because it it takes a lot to control your thoughts, especially if you are more prone to have negative thoughts like I was. So I grew up with 
depression and anxiety and just, you know, all over scattered energy. I've learned to really control my energy now. Um, more, I have a more, you know, I, I've gotten a deeper look at what it really takes to control your thoughts. So you can get into this habit. Uh, you can make it a habit like I did. Uh, I noticed, you know, so, I don't remember where I where I read it. I was reading a lot of self-help books and going to like workshops. Um, but you could be the biggest block in your own life. It, you really can. Um, you could be what's holding you back and not even realize it because you have grown up with the same thought process, you know. Uh, we're really almost conditioned sometimes to think the worst. <laughs> you're lucky if you're not, but if you're anything like me, um, I, it was just natural for me to, I guess, be a negative person. So I feel like when negative energy is pulling on you like that and you're stuck in this vicious cycle of just like negative, uncontrollable thoughts, like whether you're thinking, oh, it's never going to work or, you know, like I'm so ugly or you know, you're unhappy with all kinds of stuff, um, that negative energy is going to try to pull on you. And it really does take work to really gain control back with, with positive energy. So it will take a lot of work. But one of the tools that I used when I first actually identified that, wow, I really was <laughs> super negative. I was like, okay, so every time I have this like fear-based thought, and every time I have this anxiety or this outburst or whatever I'm going through at the moment, I'm going to step back and I'm going to stop myself immediately. Stop the thought. Just stop it. And I started thinking of three things I was grateful for. And this wasn't just like once a day or like whatever. It's literally as needed. So if you're a really like anxious, depressed, worried, <laughs> scattered energy person like I was, um, really spend my entire day redirecting my thoughts, you know, catching myself whenever I was getting pissed off about one thing or another and stop myself right in my tracks and say, okay, three things I'm grateful for. And I try to make them different every time. That way I was constantly exploring my mind and really picking myself apart and being like, what are you grateful for? You know, if you're so grateful, think about it right now, whether it's something huge, something little, Think about it. What makes you grateful? What are you grateful for? It could be basic needs. It could be clean water. It could be a, a place to sleep, safety. It could be your family. It could be anything. It could be new opportunities that are presented to you that you overlook. Like you should even be grateful for the opportunities to be there. So really, uh, if you are interested in <laughs> learning how to use the law of attraction, the first step is going to be Gain control over your thoughts and just don't even let the negative in. You don't have to, you don't have to think those negative thoughts. That was the challenge for me and it took a really long time. And I'll be honest with you, I still sometimes get stuck in these little like, little like bouts of, it's like an energy battle between the negative and the positive. You know, sometimes I do catch myself getting stuck like, oh my God, I'm so hopeless. Oh, what's going to happen? And then I have to, you know, remind myself, I look around, I get, I slap myself with reality constantly because we do have so much to be grateful for. I mean, there's always someone going through something and you're lucky. You think, oh man, I'm, you know, you're, you're never happy that it's 
not you, but at the same time you are happy that it's not you and it makes you really look around and be grateful for what you got. Share that abundance with other with other people, whether it's, you know, little things or big things. So first step in utilizing the law of attraction would be gaining control over your thoughts. And then the next step would just be gratitude, honestly. Um, if you're going to use the law of attraction, uh, you have to put up a <laughs> like a spiritual shield. So you can use some visualization practices for that. Um, I do. I do. Um, one of them that really works for me is I just imagine this like white light shining down from the universe uh, to the top of my head and it creates this big bubble around me. And that bubble is like a mirror and it just reflects off all the negative energy. So that's one you can use. Um, but yeah, you're really going to have to put up some kind of like spiritual barrier because the world that we live in, you're going to learn how to put up that barrier in a, you know, like a battlefield pretty much because you, you cannot control others and you can't get mad at others for bringing negativity into your life. Um, cause honestly, when at the root of everything, you, you are what has to work on you and you have to be able to control yourself. You, it's, it's just basic. You can't control the outcome of situations that you can't control. So putting up that barrier is really going to help you. Um, especially if you have a lot of negative people in your life or you know whatever it might be it might be the guy that's like following you really close on the freeway you know sending his energy into your car and you're all like rattled because this guy won't get off your ass um put up the shield you're gonna come across the negative energy and then you know if you end up absorbing some of that negative energy it just comes right back to being strong and stopping that negative thought process and replacing it with a positive thought process just do it choose it you have to choose to be happy. Yeah. So that's what I have to say about that. Um, <laughs> so from redirecting your thoughts to remain like a positive magnet for the law of attraction, uh, you have to break free from a fear-based paradigm. So uh, paradigm is a typical example or pattern of something, um, a programming, a mode, um, it is a distinct set of concepts, thought patterns, including theories, research methods, and standards. So a paradigm can be this perception of your world that you're living in. That's your paradigm. Um, and you really have to look at it and say, whoa, have you ever had this um, great idea that you know, like something you're going to be super successful at or like something that you're passionate about? And then you know, your idea just kind of like fades away. It's like, what stops you? What stops you from putting that in motion? It's fear. Um, a lot of people are, are afraid. So if you break free from a fear-based paradigm, you're going to allow abundance to flow into you from the universe because you're not putting that, you're not putting that manifestation, that intention. You're not utilizing the law of attraction in a negative way you know um you're saying so if you live in a fear-based paradigm you're basically like 
filtering in fear into your life purposely. Um, and if you just say, like, listen, I'm going to actually today, I'm going to do that thing that I was really nervous about doing, whether or not I succeed or fail, it's taking that leap of faith. Once you take that leap of faith, something happens inside of you. And there's this little spark that just won't go out. Once you get a taste of that and you realize how powerful you really are um, and that you might be holding yourself back, you know, you're breaking out of that fear-based paradigm. So, you know, and you have to keep that mindset, though. Uh, it's a continuous thing. So, um, break free from a fear-based paradigm. <sighs> Learn about your energy your electric current inside of you, the vibrations that you have inside of you. Um, if you can understand that you get what you put out and you gain control over your positive mindset, uh, you will be victorious in utilizing the law of attraction. And it's really easy to get caught up. If you do break out of a fear-based paradigm, it's easy to get caught back up in one. Uh, it's all about just taking the time to understand and recognize it because it's going to happen to all of us over and over. And you just have to know like, hey, you need to chill out right now. I think you're living in a fear-based paradigm again. And then you break out and you're like, okay, why did I do that to myself? Or let's not let that happen again. Um, so if we're going to talk about energy, I would like to talk about chakras and your chakra system. So a lot of people don't know what chakras are. That's okay. Uh, you're going to learn a little bit today. I'm not a professional, um, but I am sharing with you some things that I have learned along my journey to consciousness that I think might be helpful. And if I can help plant a seed inside of you and you could do your research, then I've done my job and <laughs> I've shared with you some tools for me. So the chakras, um, they're basically portals of energy, like little little energy fans inside of your body and outside of your body. Um, <laughs> you know, so you can get into it and you can dive into the chakras. And some people say we have hundreds of chakras. Some people say we have 12 chakras. Uh, the most common that you're going to hear about are, will be the seven chakras. Um, starting with your root chakra, represented with the color red. It represents survival, ego, um, feeling grounded, financial situations, security, trust. Um, and this is going to be located at the base of your spine. So the next chakra is going to be your sacral chakra, represented with the color orange, representing pleasure, joy, desire, creativity, abundance, sexuality, emotional balance. And this will be located in your lower abdomen. The next chakra will be your solar plexus, represented with the color yellow. Uh, this represents self-esteem, personal power, confidence, courage. This can be located at your navel, your belly button. Next chakra will be your heart chakra, represented with the color green. This, um, in my opinion, is probably the most important chakra because all good things and abundance in life are going to come from self-love and love in general. So the heart chakra, I believe, is the most important but that I mean that could be my personal opinion but for my journey it was the most important one um, my heart chakra was completely blocked and I was unable to receive love or to give love and one of the most important things that I have ever learned in life was you know 
if you cannot love yourself, you cannot love another. Because this goes back to wholeness. We are each other. We are one. If you cannot give love, you cannot receive love. And, you know, there you go. Law of attraction. So the heart chakra, represented with the color green, also represents love, emotional freedom, compassion, empathy, social relationships, those one-on-one relationships that you have in your life. Um, You know, do you look at life with love? This goes back to thought processes and controlling your thoughts. I mean, like, do you look at life with love? Do you take in a good sunset and do you say, wow, this takes my breath away? Or do you look at situations with love when you are angry? Do you come into a situation with love or do you completely shut out the love? And a lot of us shut it out. Um, We're unable to receive love because we do not love ourselves. So (laughs) Uh, the heart chakra is very important. It's located, obviously, in your chest above your heart. Uh, The next one would be the throat chakra, represented by the color blue. Um, Stands for communication, artistic expression, honesty, faith. Um, The most important out of this would be communication. So when your throat chakra is blocked, you're really feeling like you can't express yourself or you can't get something across the table. Maybe you're afraid to say stuff. Um, When your throat chakra is not balanced, you can really feel it in your soul. The next one would be the third eye chakra, represented by the color indigo. Uh, This is for intuition, perception, imagination, wisdom, clairvoyance, decision making, um, located in your forehead, between your eyes. Um, I really connect with the third eye chakra. I, I think I connect more with the upper three chakras than I do the lower three. And that is where I have my opportunities um, so that I could explore my lower three chakras more and maybe get in tune with them. But I feel more comfortable talking about the throat, the third eye, and the crown chakras. Um, So moving on to the crown, um, represented by the colors violet, gold, and white. Um, It represents spirituality, bliss, harmony, universal energy, enlightenment. This is the chakra that you are going to receive that universal energy from. Um, It's going to come down. It's located right above your head, um, very, very top of your head. And it's like a funnel of white light from the universe. Um, So, you know, if this is blocked, you might be feeling like you don't have a lot of clarity in life. Maybe you don't know your path kind of stuff. Um, And I think that it's really important for you to get familiar with your chakra system you know, even if you might not believe in it, just just kind of exploring it. I just I'm encouraging you to explore it because it you will notice a difference. You will notice a significant difference once you start kind of identifying these patterns. And it's you know that's what the chakras are. Um, they are energy centers inside and outside of your physical body, corresponding to traits and functions. You know, if your chakras are balanced, you're gonna feel harmony. You're going to feel happy. You're going to feel like everything is so good. Um, If your (laughs) energy centers are unbalanced, you're going to feel a lot of stagnant energy. You're going to feel like something's not right. And um, that just goes into knowing your intuition, just knowing 
all that. And, you know, they, some people even believe that when your chakras are not balanced um, and moving that energy freely through your body and out of your body through the, the universe, um, it can cause physical ailments. Um, I don't know too much about all that, but it is worth definitely reading about. It's, it's interesting in itself. Um, but I, I emotionally and spiritually feel the imbalances when they happen. So, um, if you might be experiencing some blocked chakras, which chances are you probably are if you don't know about them, um, <laughs> there's probably some things that you're holding on to that you can definitely clear out just by focusing your energy and intentions to unblock those certain areas. So, <clears throat> we can start with the root chakra. Um, you might have an unhappy self-image, feel like you don't have control, uh, you might feel like very materialistic, ego-driven, um, you know, that those are all things, like you don't trust people, those are all, um, those are all signs that your root chakra needs some balancing, so, you know, root chakra, um, there's some crystals that you can hold to balance that while you meditate or even just hold them on your person or in your bag or like near to you. Or I even know people who they don't carry their stones with them. They leave them at home, um, especially some of my friends with the larger crystals and can't really pack around like a giant rose quartz, even though most of us would. Um, but I know people that leave them at home and all they do you know, to utilize that energy from the crystal would become home and just, they just touch it a little bit. Um, but there are things you can use with meditation, such as crystals and stones, um, that correspond to the different chakras for the root chakra, uh, red and black crystals. So a good one would be black tourmaline to ground yourself. Uh, hematite also for grounding, uh, black onyx jet clears negative energy, uh, red jasper, even smoky quartz would be really good. Um, and you can notice the significant difference um, once you start to really focus your intentions <laughs> on unblocking these chakras. So um, another another one that your root chakra might be imbalanced is, you know, you might have like a little, sh a short little fuse or experiencing outbursts uh, when you don't really need to, you know, like the straw that broke the camel's back situations. Um, you might be overreacting a little bit. Your root chakra is probably imbalanced. And that doesn't really surprise me. There are a lot of people we come across, especially nowadays, um, root chakras are like all whack. So everyone go ground yourself, please. <laughs> all right, moving on to the sacral chakra. Um, if you are experiencing any of this, your sacral chakra might be imbalanced. Uh, lack of energy and motivation you might feel depressed or lethargic. Uh, you might get so frustrated that you just break down in tears. Um, those are all signs that your sacral chakra is either overworking or it's imbalanced, you know. Um, so you can carry some orange stones. Carnelian is really, really powerful. I love that stone so much. Um, carnelian agate represents courage and energy. Um, orange calcite would be good. Tiger's eye and sunstone. So 
Moving on to the solar plexus, you might feel powerless, struggling with control. Um, you want some yellow stones, like citrine is good for energy and motivation, yellow jasper. Rutilated quartz is beautiful. It's just, it's quartz and it's got these little strands of like gold looking like stuff in it. I love rutilated quartz. Uh, pyrite is even good for solar plexus. Heart chakra, you could be experiencing a lack of love. Um, you could be very emotional, you know. Um, chances are like everyone, everyone should always be working on their heart chakra, but that's my personal opinion. Uh, some good stones would be green and pink stones. Um, adventuring for new beginnings. Obviously rose quartz because um, everything stems from love. And rose quartz just emits the frequency of unconditional love. Um, another good one. This is a very high energy <laughs> stone. and Moldavite. I love it. It's one of my favorite stones. Um, if you don't know much about Moldavite... Um, I plan on doing another segment just dedicated to stones and crystals where I will talk a little more about Moldavite. Um, I just love it so much I could probably just tell its entire history and freak out, but I'm not going to do that right now. But Moldavite is a very intense energy. Um, a lot of people actually experience a warm, fuzzy feeling. Uh, the first time I experienced anything from Moldavite, I didn't know what it was and I was just super anxious. That's a common side effect. It's going to help you open your heart chakra and your third eye chakra. Um, it's very interesting. I love it. I suggest doing some research on it. Um, moving on to the throat chakra. You know, if you're experiencing muffled expression, uh, you're speaking before you're really thinking, you're hurting people, your <laughs> communication skills are kind of like not so good right now. Uh, your throat chakra is probably imbalanced. <laughs> so you want some blue stones. Uh, blue lace agate is good. I love that one. Sodalite, blue apatite, angelite, blue calcite. Those are all very good stones to help you balance that throat chakra. And maybe give you a little bit of boost when you need to say what you need to say. Get that communication out correctly. Uh, next is the third eye chakra. So you might be experiencing a lack of clarity, a lack of creative expression. You might just feel blocked or like not in tune, out of sync almost. Um, some good stones for the third eye chakra are going to be, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start with Moldavite. Um, my next favorite, Labradorite. I love it so much. It clears all of your chakras. It's just a wonderful stone. Um, connects you with that intuition, that higher source of knowing. It's going to connect you, connect the dots for you. Uh, fluorite is another good one. Sodalite. Lapis Lazuli. I'm not sure if I already said Amethyst, but Amethyst is a good one. And then we're going to move on to the Crown Chakra. So you might have a lack of clarity. Um, just feel kind of foggy, fuzzy. Like I said, no clear path or direction. Unsure of that kind of stuff. Um, clear Quartz is so underrated. Uh, people, it's like, just because it's a commonly found crystal, people just think it's nothing. Quartz is so powerful, um, especially quartz points. They can be so beautiful too. So clear quartz will really help open up that crown chakra so that you can receive those angelic messages sent to you through your crown chakra. Selenite. Also, I'm a fan of selenite. Um, it clears negative energy. It's just beautiful. Uh, just careful. Don't get this one wet. 
<laughs> I've read, I've never gotten mine wet, but I've, I've heard and read that you're not supposed to get this crystal wet. Um, not good. So don't mess around with that. Don't set it out, um, outside in the moonlight to charge or whatever and forget about it, especially if you live somewhere like I do in the Pacific Northwest, uh, you risk getting your selenite wet. Don't do it. Um, another favorite, oh, probably my most favorite crystal is going to be apophyllite. Um, it's beautiful and just even the shape of these points are they're just stunning it's a very high vibrational crystal as well um but it'll really really boost that crown chakra and just open that wide to the universal mind and it's amazing you can feel that one as well especially um i use apophyllite in combination with labradorite and moldavite <laughs> very intense energies but that's because i am an intense person so it works for me i found my vibe um, another good stone for the crown chakra will be moonstone. Um, moonstone connects obviously to the moon, that intuition, the subconscious, it's all that realm. So, um, another one would be amethyst. Uh, it's a, amethyst is a good stone. It's, it's really good for anxiety, um, all kinds of stuff. So I'm a firm believer in amethyst and rose quartz is some good starting stones. If you feel like gifting them. Um, that's usually what I do. I'll gift out rose quartz or um, black tourmaline because it's grounding. That was one of the very first crystals that I ever was gifted. Um, on in, in the start of my spiritual journey back in 2016 when I actually started to do the work and take the steps to, you know, move forward. So if you can transcend yourself from negative thoughts of self-sabotage, you are going to be successful and I'm very happy to introduce you to the chakras if you did not know what they were. Um, now you kind of can do some research yourself. And I hope that you have fun while you do it. All right. Moving on to my next topic. The moon. <laughs> Luna. So I would like to start with the different phases of the moon. I'm going to get you a little familiar with those if you're not, because I think that it is just a wonderful tool you can use on your journey to consciousness. Um, they represent, the moon re represents emotions. So really connecting with that side of you. I think a lot of people nowadays, they don't connect with their emotions. They don't allow themselves to feel their feelings. You know, that's part of our lesson here is to actually feel those feelings. They, your feelings aren't you. Um, but for whatever reason, it is very important for us to process those feelings and those emotions and let them go. Whether, you know, it's you just taking a minute to kind of like have a breather and actually just think about it and accept the reality of something and then just like deep breath and let it go. And then you have felt that emotion. Like if you want to get mad, it's okay to get mad. That's what I think a lot of people associate being spiritual and being peaceful and calm. You know, those are a lot of good traits of someone who is spiritually awakened. Um, but I think if you're truly spiritually awakened, you understand that uh, to the light, there is the dark. Your shadow self is just as important for you to learn as your self that is in the light. So when I talk about your shadow self, I'm talking about all of those pieces of you 
that even you deny. Um, I, <laughs> I refer to it as like the attic of your mind. So, you know, a lot of people throw their shit in the basement. Um, and eventually you're going to, that's going to come up and you're going to have to deal with it. Well, then when that comes up and it, you deal with it, um, do you really process it or do you just push it away? And you don't really think about it. Like, of course, no one wants to focus. This is where, <laughs> like, when you're using the law of attraction, it can get kind of, like, contradicting and <laughs> get lost in your thoughts. You're like, oh, my gosh, you know, I don't want to think about the negative because I don't want to draw more negative in. Uh, but you also have to purge your emotions. So there's something that comes up that requires your attention for you to process it and let it go. Uh, please don't push it to the attic of your mind because it will come out. One day a window is going to open and a wind is going to blow and it's just going to blow all that dirt out the attic and then you are going to have to deal with it again. And a lot, a lot of times this is a cycle that we go through where we talk about self-sabotage, you know, you might get caught up in escapism. You might start, you know, every time you get pissed off, you need a cigarette. Instead of actually sitting there and being like, wow, this does make me mad. It's unfortunate. Can't do anything about it. Or can I do something about it? You know, do that inner work. Ask yourself those questions. Um, <laughs> so I'm sorry, very passionate about this subject. Uh, back to the topic. We're actually talking about the moon. <laughs> Um, it's connected though because of your subconscious and your emotions. So Luna, um, you know, the tides, the water, the subconscious, that deep inner feeling. If you get connected a little bit with the moon, um, you can start to learn your shadow self instead of deny it and realize that these are all the different, this is the perfect recipe for you. You know, you have to understand yourself to really get to a higher level and allow that abundance in your life. You really have to know your shadow self. And that's scary. It's scary to look at yourself and say, wow, these are all of my faults, dude. But if you can love yourself and accept, yeah, I think we put too much pressure on ourselves. So if you can take some of that pressure off by just like looking at yourself and being like, whoa, like this is where I have fucked up before in my life. Um, or whatever and you can say well I'm human allow yourself to feel whatever you feel about it and then let it go because it's not yours anymore and then you're not harboring that baggage inside of you anymore so phases of the moon uh, there's the new moon which represents beginnings where you can plant your seeds for intentions and you can set that energy for your goals um, the waxing moon is going to be the crescent, the first quarter, and the gibbous moon. Um, you know, some people break it down and they do what they call rituals on the moons. Um, some people just acknowledgement. I just look at the moon all the time and I say, whoa, it's moon. And I set my intentions. And um, But if you kind of know what energy to focus on around these certain um, times then it'll really help you reach your goals, I think, and set intentions. So around the crescent moon, um, it's your initiative. You're charging forward. Um, you know, the first quarter is you're, you're taking the steps necessary 
to put your plan in action for your goals. Um, you are growing, you're experiencing that growth. Um, and then the gibbous moon, um, you're exercising your passion for that goal. You are perfecting, you know, you're taking the steps. So when you set your intentions, you have to take the steps. You can't just sit back and like say, wow, my intention never manifested. I, you know, but I sat here eating Cheetos in bed for a month when I could have been getting up early, an hour early before work and writing a paragraph. And then, you know, I could have a book written, that kind of stuff. Um, you're taking your passion for that goal. So in these three phases, the crescent, the first quarter, and the gibbous moon, um, you release, if you release your fears and you, you release any control over your intentions that you think. Um, you can invite synchronicity. You can allow the flow of life. You can surrender to the universe um, and divine timing. So when they say release your control over intentions that you've set, you know, you come into it and you're like, I'm setting this goal. I'm going to get that goal. And then you're like, but what am I going to do here? What am I going to do there? And you're asking all these questions. You have to actually just like give it out. And then accept that um, divine timing will run its course. And if your intention is meant to be, it will come into action when it is supposed to. So, um, you know, really surrender to the universe and give gratitude so that you can release those blockages and allow that abundance into your life invite the synchronicities and don't resist the flow of life because you know just because you might not understand how your intentions are coming into play um they might come into play at a different time which makes more sense later down the road so next we have the fall moon representing clarity and it's the mid of the cycle for the moon um you know this is a good time for you to release any negative feelings inside of you and just say, you know, I cut the cords that are draining me of my energy, vitality, and joy. And imagine all those blockages, whatever they might be, whether you know what they are, if you don't know what they are, that's okay. You just put that out there and you say, I'm releasing all of this. I am new. I am vibrant and I'm allowing this wonderful abundance into my life with the flow of energy from the universe, you know, because we're all gonna bottle up and harbor some negative energy and you got, it's a healthy release of energy, the full moon. So a lot of people believe that your intentions can come to fruitation by the full moon. Um, some might, you know, but like I said, divine timing, you can't control that. So you have to trust that if your intentions did not come to fruition by the full moon, you accept that and you acknowledge it to the universe and you say, I accept that my intention was not meant to come into play at this time in my life, but I trust in the fact that it is going to come into play when I need it the most. So, um, and then, you know, maybe it's not meant for you, whatever it is. So trust that if it's right, it'll happen. And if it's not right, just let it go and accept it and move forward. That's all you can do. So the next three phases, uh, disseminating moon, the last quarter moon, and the balsamic moon. So, um, you know, this is where you can share your abundance that you are experiencing with others. Um, so whether or not your intentions have come into play or not, this is a good time for you to maybe share 
just some good energy with good people. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. You got to have an energy exchange with good people. You got to find your tribe. And, you know, if you put your energy out there to the universe, your tribe's going to come to you. You are a magnet. You are a magnet. So, um, the last quarter moon, you know, you're going to look at your inner reflection, contemplation, go inside of yourself. This is really a time for like, like I said, that shadow side of you. So, you know, <laughs> you're going to really go inside your subconscious, pay attention to your dreams, that kind of stuff. Um, take some time for, for you, for solitude, self-care. Um, so in the crescent moon, uh, the balsamic moon, uh, preparation can be a theme. You're going to honor your strengths and accomplishments. You're going rec to recognize your negative traits. Love your shadow side, but most of all, get some rest. Get some rest. This is not the time for you to go out and like party all night. This is time for you to get a pedicure, and this is time for you to maybe drink a glass of wine if you want to. Watch your favorite show. Kick your feet up. You know, have a snack. <laughs> I believe that, you know, a well-fed soul is a happy soul. So, some good stones that you can keep with you. There are the different phases of the moons. During the new moon, black tourmaline, um, waxing moon, you're gonna moonstone is gonna really harness the feminine energy of the moon. Full moon, clear quartz, uh, and the waning moon, Labradorite, because uh, Labradorite again represents a higher consciousness, um, mental and spiritual power, and it's gonna help you pursue solutions to your problems. Um, I also favor. I just favor Labradorite, but I use it during the new moon because Labradorite is like an iridescent stone. And when you first look at it, it looks kind of dull and it looks kind of like dark. But then as you move it, as the light shines through it, these beautiful colors pop out and they are just vibrant. Um, there's a little bit of folklore behind Labradorite and um, it's it comes from Labrador, Canada. And the folklore goes that someone broke open a big hunk of Labradorite way back in the day and the northern lights escaped and stuck in the sky. So when you look at Labradorite, if you have a very, if you have a pretty solid piece, um, these colors are so vibrant, like indigo, teal, yellow. Mine actually has orange and yellow. Um, so it, it looks like the northern lights are inside of this stone it's just amazing so i love labradorite for all phases of the moon <laughs> um moving on into current events so i want to talk a little bit about eclipse season and what you can do to really identify what's going on in your life so eclipse season is always a roller coaster eclipses man so what they do is they push you in a direction that you might not have been going. Um, they help redirect you back onto your path. If you have not been on path, don't worry about it. Don't even think about it because this eclipse, it's gonna shake things up for you. So right now, we're in what they call like a, an eclipse gateway. It's like a portal. Some people say it's a passage, you know, it's an energetic realm. Um, the first eclipse that we experienced of 2019 was on January 5th, and it was a partial solar eclipse um, on the new moon at 15 degrees in Capricorn. 
So there are some common themes that might have been going on in your life around this time. Uh, you might have new plans for your future. You might be recognizing those self-sabotaging habits. Um, cut it out because it's going to lead you to progress. If you can smoke less, if you can exchange some bad habits for some good habits, um, you know, exercise more, you know, eat less processed foods, whatever it is, whatever actually came up in your mind around January 5th or 6th, um, pay some attention to it because it's going to, it's going to tie into what's going to happen next for you. So, um, you might have set some goals for yourself. You might have been dreaming so big around this time. You might have these brilliant thoughts or ideas, or maybe, maybe you didn't even realize that you had these thoughts, but I want you to think back and just think about what was happening around your life around the first partial solar eclipse of 2019, January 5th or 6th. And, um, Really try to connect that in. So we have Saturn, Pluto, and Neptune in the picture. With Vega, which is the brightest star in the harp, Liber constellation, it's the brightest fixed star in the northern sky. Um, in astrology, it can mean ego, luxury. Um, those, are may, those might be some like negative aspects of Vega, um, like criticism. But they also, Vega also represents an overall positive theme. Um, it can really boost artistic talents and favor success in business. So, you know, maybe around this time of the first eclipse, you might have had this idea where you're like, I'm going to start a project or I'm going to start a business or I'm going to start writing or whatever it is. You know, with Vega in the picture, you could be successful. This is all a very good blend of energy. Um, we are in, you know, Capricorn season, so Capricorn represents a very hard-working, success-driven, awesome person. Um, those are some positive aspects of Capricorn. Um, and, you know, we, we have Saturn, so there's, it's very serious energy. Um, it can be very cold, very structured, disciplined, um, like, <laughs> like people might think about it in a, in an energy that like, you're going to be working really, really, really hard to get the results that you want. Um, Pluto represents transformation. So this is cool that we have Pluto in the mix and then Neptune representing intuition, empathy, uh, the ability to read situations for what they are, just kind of all that. So it's, it's going to help you put a plan into action. So what kind of plan did you maybe think of around the time of January 5th or 6th or, um, are you trying to change your life somehow? Um, what intentions or goals did you set? Um, you know, whether they are subconscious or conscious intentions, what, what were you thinking? What were you putting on the universe? What was your energy like? What are some common themes that were going on around that time? All right. So now we're going to talk a little bit about the next eclipse that we have coming up on January 20th at 9.16 p.m. Pacific Time. It is going to be a lunar eclipse in the first degree of Leo. Woo! Because we love Leo. Leo's very confident, spunky, like super awesome energy. It's the lion. It's courageous. You love it. Um, Leo, sorry Leos, uh, but you can be a little overwhelming. Energy can be intense. Don't let the egotistical side of Leo come out because we can all get a little caught up in that energy. Uh, this is very special. 
because this moon has quite a few nicknames. So it is being referred to as the Super Blood Wolf Moon of 2019. Um, the Wolf Moon is just the first full moon of the year. Super Moon means the moon's at its perigee. So I'm sorry, perigee. Um, so it's at its closest approach to Earth. It's going to appear 30% brighter and 14% larger. Supermoons happen a few times a year, um, you know, so it's not like this huge thing. I, a lot of people are making it out to be like the end of the world. Uh, but really, it's just, it's just a big moon and we're having an eclipse. So that's where the blood ties in uh, because the Earth is going to block the sun and it's just going to give that like reddish brown tint to the moon. It's going to be beautiful. So I think this is an awesome thing for us to experience. We are very lucky to be able to see this kind of stuff. Um, they don't happen super often in, in recent years. They have, which is, which is funny to me. It's fascinating. Um, so with this lunar eclipse, so we had a partial solar eclipse on the 5th. And now we're having this uh, total lunar eclipse on January 20th. Uh, we have Uranus, huh, Uranus, as some people like to refer to if they can't stomach saying it, um, which represents rebellion and unexpected events. So be prepared for twists, okay? And this is pretty common when it comes to eclipse season because like I said, these eclipses push you. Whether or not you're realizing the, right, the direction that you're going or that you're supposed to go, these eclipses are going to bring about some circumstances that are going to shake up your life and push you in that direction that you're supposed to go no matter what. So with Uranus involved, um, you can expect the unexpected, okay? Um, take a balanced look at your relationships, all right? Um, be prepared for challenges, maybe a little bit of like a rushed energy, um, be patient because there's not going to be a lot of patience going around. A lot of people are going to be a little high strung that might normally be a little calm. Um, this is basically an emotional reset from six months ago, um, the last eclipses. So now we have Mercury square Uranus. Uh, it's going to give a push in direction. It might be a little unsettling energy. Try not to make tons of plans for anything you know just like mercury retrograde you want to kind of hold off it's like time to go inside and just kind of contemplate some things so no new friends because any new friends that are pretty much made during this time might be short-lived um you might not stay friends don't start a relationship don't do it um <laughs> You know, and this is really, so this is going to be a test. And this is going to be a test of your patience and remaining calm. And it's really going to be the test of how do you perform under intense pressure? How's your communication? Uh, try not to give in to impulses or tempers around this time. So just a little recap of the eclipse gateway that we are experiencing right now. First eclipse on January 5th in, in Capricorn. Uh, represented like new beginnings, chapters, um, you know, clarity, a flow of life. Try not to have that resistance. Um, January 20th coming up, we have that full moon in Leo. So it's going to be the last super blood moon until 2021. Um, this one, what this is going to bring for you is it's going to clear the blocks 
of the intentions that you set around the first eclipse on January 5th, whether, like I said, they were intentional, like subconscious, whatever they were, whatever your energy was, um, this full moon is going to clear the blocks so that you can reach those intentions that you set. Try not to control fate, but also remember that if you have a desire for change, you need to put in the work. So, some things you can ask yourself. What intentions did I consciously set or subconsciously set around the time of this first eclipse? What are the common themes that are flowing through my life, especially around that time? What was bugging me around that time? And then uh, focus on the new chapter in your life. Live in the present moment. So there's a potent energy alert. So this is going, this eclipse gateway is going to bring endings um, and culmination to the lessons that we have been experiencing since February of 2017. So it's going to represent a rebirth, a metamorphosis, um, so to speak. Um, we have been experiencing Leo and Aquarius eclipse energy since February of 2017. Um, and it's a common theme this time because as, as you can look, this next, um, this next full moon is in Leo. So this is going to be the last actually in this little trend that we've been seeing. So um, that's why we say it's, you know, ending of a chapter, a new, new beginning. So this is all, this is all good positive stuff. Um, things might get shaken up a little bit. Um, a little fun fact, a little trivia I wanted to include uh, would be some ancient astrology on the Leo blood moon eclipse. So back in ancient astrology, they expected it to be a prophecy of the ending of the reign of a king. So it was a very bad moment for someone in power who um, saw the Leo blood moon eclipse, which I think is just kind of funny. I'm just throwing it out there given the timing. Um, <laughs> so you can connect that however you want to connect it. I won't dive too much into that right now. Um, so remember to think before you speak uh, because we do have Vega in the picture and we have Mercury in the picture. So um, try not to harness the negative traits of like Leo and Vega with the ego. Um, try to remain grounded and also um, think about the consequences of communication or lack of communication. So this next eclipse is going to bring the arrival of faded events in our life. And honestly, there's not a lot you can really do about it. Um, that's what's fun about eclipse season is because, I mean, it can be wild. But if you just look at it from the point of view, of like, just sit back and enjoy the ride of this eclipse portal. It's going to bring you to where you need to be. Um, and you're going to have to put in like minimal effort as long as you sit back in and just go with the flow. If you are resisting this energy, it's going to be a tougher time for you. And you're going to get the same results anyway. Um, I would just not put up the fight. So I would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to my very first podcast of, you know, Cosmic Warrior podcast. Um, thank you for tuning in and I will speak to you on our next episode where we will cover some other topics that I think are vital to your journey to cosmic consciousness.